Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. I'm going to read two verses of Scripture found in Psalm chapter 121. I know you've been standing for a while. Thank you for that. In honor to the Word of God, we stand as we read Psalm 121, verse number 1. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Every person in this building today understands that. We just don't act on it sometimes like we should. I'm going to try. This preacher, with the help of God, is going to try to motivate somebody. Well, rather, God's going to do it through this preacher. Motivate somebody to look up today. That's what you need to do. You've been looking down too long. You need to look up. The Lord will bless his word. God bless you. You may be seated. We're glad everybody's here today. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's glad and I'm glad. We're all glad you're here. It's... Uh, Interesting to me, things that you find in the Word of God. I love the Word, as I know you do as well. Psalms is my favorite book in all the Bible. Uh, it's just so uplifting. It's so encouraging, many of the Psalms. The word Psalm really means song, S-O-N-G. And uh, there's just some fascinating things to be found in this book. It's got more chapters than any other book in the Bible. And uh, it just, it's a great, great portion of God's Word. This particular chapter that I read from is uh, grouped in a category or a grouping with other chapters in the book of Psalms that um, I'm not sure how it came to be, whether the writer of the Psalms, the writers did this, or those who canonized or put together the Bible in the form that we have it, did it. But this Psalm is a part of uh, about 15 uh, Psalms that are unique they are a, a unique block of psalms. They are called psalms of degrees, and they consist of Psalm 120 through Psalm 134. And these 15 psalms have been the study of a lot of, or the subject of a lot of study over the years, and there have been different interpretations regarding the significance of these psalms. Uh, but despite the different explanations for this block of psalms called the Psalms of Degrees. There's a couple of things that uh, people who read the Bible and scholars who study it, uh, they commonly agree on, a couple of things that they're in agreement on. And first of all, it is uh, the fact that after the temple was constructed, these 15 psalms were sung on the 15 steps 
leading up to the temple, or the, the, they were actually a part of the temple, as the priest, as the high priest would ascend up to the temple to the holy place to do the tabernacle rituals, 15 steps, 15 psalms that were sung, I guess one song on each of the 15 steps. Uh, but even if that was the case, that doesn't explain the real reason or the original reason why these psalms have been blocked together as a group. David, we know, was the author of at least a portion of these psalms, and uh, his writings, of course, would have come before the temple was built. So uh, Bible scholars typically believe that another more reasonable explanation that these psalms are grouped together, these 15 psalms, is that they were originally used when the ark was moved by David, restored to Jerusalem by David when he was king. Uh, and again, when the ark was moved uh, and brought into the temple by Solomon, uh, the term degrees or ascent, to ascend, seems to be tied to the concept of going up. Everybody say up. So this expression of, of going up to meet with God uh, isn't confined just to David and Solomon, uh, but this term degrees really is talking about going up by anybody in any circumstance up to appear before the Lord. Exodus 39, 24 says it like this, thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God three times in the year. The same thing happens in 1 Kings chapter 3. There's a verse that says, if this people go up to do their sacrifice, as a matter of fact, it represents uh, the expression that's commonly used by those who desire to just get closer to God, to get nearer to God. A lot of people think of it like that as a journey up. So I want to bring to you today that idea that that's what we need to do. We need to go up. We need to look up. In the third of these 15 Psalms of degrees, David wrote Psalm 122, verse 1, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That same verb is used here uh, to talk about going to the house of the Lord as it is when it's talking about going up. Turn to your neighbor and say, going up. God sent me to this pulpit today. I'll just get right to this. To help somebody by telling you, you need to get up, look up, and go up. Amen. Get up from where you're at. You've been there too long. Look up where you need to be and get there. Just go ahead and go up. Now, I'm not going to take the time to launch into a detailed study of these 15 psalms, but just for a few moments today, I want to look briefly at the first two steps of this upward journey. Uh, the first psalm of this group is Psalm 120, and it begins with the singer taking just a long look at his surroundings. What's going on 
around me. And when he does that, he begins to express dissatisfaction with it. He begins really to complain and uh, to murmur. He doesn't like where he's at, the writer of this first Psalm, Psalm 120. Put up the first verse. It says, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and thank God he heard me. And if you read that, I'm not going to read it for you, but if you read through the rest of the chapter, this writer of this psalm goes on to talk about his exposure to danger and the venomous assaults of slanderous tongues. And I know that nobody here has ever had anybody talk bad about you, but this, this guy did. And he's complaining in this song that he wrote for the Lord. So in the beginning of his journey up, he first looks around and he doesn't like what he sees. In fact, he, he laments the fact, he complains about the fact that he lives among the godless, people who don't love or serve God. And the general feeling that you get from reading this, if, if you look into his heart and the words that he writes, he writes, in this journey up is that his soul is down low. He's fallen down to the lowest of lows, and he's surrounded by enemies, so to speak, and he's entangled, he's, he, he's entrapped by life, and he's destitute or lacking of peace and joy, and it's with great anguish and, and apparently pain that he cries out unto the Lord, Deliver my soul, O Lord. That's what he says in this psalm. But now the second psalm. Let's go to the second one in this series. It makes a major move in this journey up. And this is what I want you to notice this afternoon. In the first verse of the first psalm, the writer looks around and he's complaining. He's keeping his eyes on his circumstances. Hello. Keep that thought in mind. And in his distress, he does the right thing. He cries out to God. That's good. But in the second song, he actually takes his first step up into and towards the presence of God, up to where the blessings flow. And it changes his perspective. It changes his outlook and how he sees things. Psalm 121 Verse 1 begins this way, I will lift up mine eyes. And this is a, a, an important change that sets the motion in his journey upward. Because before you can move up, ladies and gentlemen, you first have to look up. And so when this psalmist said, when I lifted up my head, my, I put it up, Psalm 121 verse 1. When I lifted up my eyes, that's when it happened. That's when I recognize where my help comes from. Put up the next verse. My help comes from the Lord, which made all of heaven and earth. The first step in a journey upward, ladies and gentlemen, and who doesn't want to go up? The first step of growing in the Lord and getting where we need to be in him and walking closer with him and seeing his promises come to pass. The first step in that is to take your eyes off of the problems that surround you and look up. Because only when you look up are you going to recognize where your help 
comes from. As long as you keep your eyes, your vision on the ground, grounded in your flesh and only what your flesh can discern, then you're going to be in trouble. But when you look up, when you see things through the eyes of the Spirit of God, that's when hope is born. Because my help comes not from flesh and blood, not my resources, not anybody else, but from the presence of the Lord. That's when you begin to get a new outlook and things begin to change. When you look up, Look up. A Holocaust survivor by the name of Ernie Max Marks. You know, I heard the other day, it's been a little while ago, that there is some people, not very many, I don't believe, but there are a few folks in our country that, that are going around trying to say the Holocaust didn't happen. That six million plus Jews weren't slaughtered by Hitler and his Nazi regime during World War II. I tell you, the devil, the devil gets people deceived so easily anymore, it seems like. But this man knew what it was like, Ernie Marks. He has devoted his life to traveling and sharing his own personal experiences in a Nazi concentration camp. And uh, speaking in schools, across our nation. He tells young people what it was like to live under that kind of cruelty. You know, man, you wouldn't think of it, but man could be awfully cruel to one another. It's a terrible thing. But one thing he shares quite often is that the Germans, his captors, they had a rule. They were very adamant about this rule, and that was that no Jew would be allowed to look up towards the sky. He says, the Germans wouldn't let us look up at the sky. He goes on to say, because if you looked up, that gave you hope. We were not supposed to have hope. He, he tells how that uh, many children, he saw many children beaten, bloodied beyond belief by their German captors. And their only crime, he says, was that they looked up. Just, just want to look up at the sky. You know, it seems apparently even cruel Nazis, these captors, understood this simple principle that's in the Bible created by God. And that is when you look up, that's when you begin to find a sense of hope. And so I come to you today. Uh, it's not elaborate. It's not complex or complicated. Uh, I'm not a complicated or complex preacher. I'll never be asked to preach at general conference or even camp meeting. But this one thing I know about the Bible, this message from these Psalms that I'm reading from is, you need to take your eyes off of all that you can see around you and look up past all of that. Lift up your eyes because that's where your hope is and that's where your help is coming from. You need to get this under your belt spiritually. I will be victorious. I'm going to win this battle, not because of what I see around me, but because of where I've placed my hope and my trust. Hallelujah. Because I know where my help comes from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's simple. The first step in your journey up and out of what you're in is to lift up your eyes and look up. And your enemy and mine understands this. Just as surely as those 
Nazi guards understood it. Hell knows that if I can relegate you, keep you to the confines and the limitations of just your own life, then your problems are going to seem bigger to you than they really are. Your enemy knows that if he can cut you off from the presence of God, keep you out of church, keep you off of your knees, that he can rob you of your hope. Satan understands that better than you and I understand it sometimes. He understands that if he can get you to keep your eyes on the junk around you, then your situation is going to overwhelm you. But the psalmist David said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. I'm going to look to heaven. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look to the maker of heaven and earth. That's where my help comes from. He's my keeper. He's the one that watches over me by day and by night. He's the one that never sleeps and never slumbers. He's the one that never goes on vacation. He's the one that protects me with his hand, and he keeps me from all evil. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to look up here today. And thank God when you look up that you see Jesus Christ there because he hadn't gone anywhere. No matter what the devil may tell you, God has not deserted you. He's still got your back. If you let him, praise God. And so I come to you with that simple thought today. Just look up. I want to encourage you to look up. I believe if you'll look up this afternoon, you'll catch a glimpse of our God. And that's a good thing to put your eyes on. Amen. This great God that we serve, the maker of all of heaven and earth and this whole universe, the, the almighty God, the ancient of days, the peace speaker and the promise keeper. He is the source of your hope. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. You see, we make our mistakes when we put our hopes in other things. David, a man after God's own heart. Boy, I want to be that. I'd love to be a man after God's own heart. David, even he faced the wrath of God. Because he chose to number the nation of Israel. He, he was putting his trust in how many men have I got fighting men in my army? What kind of army uh, am I able to go up against? And God had told him not to do it. The result was a plague that threatened to wipe out all of David's entire armies. You know, sometimes we go through rough times and we go through hard places and, and uh, we want to do it, get out of it our way. Bible says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And it starts by remembering where our hope comes from. Hey, somebody, listen to me. You need to stop walking by sight, by your senses today. And when you walk out of this building and get in your automobile, be walking by faith. Amen. You measure God's ability, not your ability. You measure God's bank account, not your bank account. You look through God's eyes, not your eyes, and you'll get the simple message that this book of Psalms gives us that just lifting our eyes unto the source of our help will let us know in a heartbeat that we serve a great big God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How big is he, preacher? 
Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. He's the first and he's the last. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's the keeper of creation and the creator of all that is. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all times. He always was, he always is, and he always will be unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, never undone. He was bruised and brought us healing. He was pierced and eased our pain. He was persecuted and brought us freedom. He was dead, but now he's brought life. He's risen and brings power. The world can't understand him. The armies can't defeat him. The schools, they just can't explain him. And the leaders, they can't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. And the Pharisees couldn't confuse him. And the people couldn't hold him. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ was more than just a man. The power of death couldn't kill him, and the chains of the grave couldn't hold him. The devil, he couldn't bind him, and the demons of hell obeyed all of his commands. He was too much for Satan to battle. Nobody could stand against a power like his. Why don't you get on his side all the way and stay on his side, and you'll be a winner in this life. He's my redeemer. He's my savior. He's my soon coming king. He's my God. He's my peace. He's my joy. He's my comfort when I'm weary. He's my shelter in the time of storm. He's my hunger, my, my food when I'm hungry, my water when I'm thirsty. His burden is light and his yoke is easy. His way is good and his promises are sure. He's the ancient of days and the rulers of all rulers, the leader of all leaders and the king of all kings. He's the sovereign Lord of all that was and is and is to come. And he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He will never mislead me. He will never forget me. And he will never overlook me. <laughs> When I fall, he picks me up. When I fail, he forgives me. When I'm weak, he is strong. When I'm lost, he's my way. When I'm afraid, he's my courage. When I'm hurt, he heals me. When I'm broken, he mends me. And when I'm blind and I cannot see, he leads me. When I'm hungry, he feeds me. When I face loss, he provides for me. And someday when I face death, he's going to carry me all the way home. Oh, somebody lift up your head, oh ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? He's the Lord, strong and mighty. He's the Lord mighty in battle, and he wants to fight your battle today. I said he wants to fight your battle today. And if you're interested in that being the case, if you want somebody who's never lost a battle yet to come in and take over in your situation and fight your battle for you, why don't you make your way down to the front and let the captain of our salvation know you're turning it all over to 
to Him. You're turning it all over to Him. You're going to quit looking down. You're going to quit looking around. But you're going to look up till you see only Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. Calvary Church is located at 406 North 44th Street in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Service times are Sunday school at 1 p.m. every Sunday, except the last Sunday of each month, and worship service at 2 p.m. Also, we have an all-church service at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Calvary Church is affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International. Thank you, and have a blessed day.